0: What type of women are you looking to meet? Super hot babes, dumb question. Okay, what are your likes? My likes? Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to say, long walks on the beach? I like muscle cars, martial arts, and Iron Eagle, and Iron Eagle too. Why aren't you texting this down? Computer dating's your idea. Look, you have to take this seriously. It used to be simple. Find a chick at a bar, bump into her hard, but not too hard, but pretty hard. Then you buy her a beer. no. Tried and true, Diaz. That's how the cavemen did it. Cavemen, that's another, like, you know, like
1: the ones in those insurance commercials.
0: Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai Kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do. And when a grand gesture doesn't work, I just try a different grand gesture, but a good one this time.
1: Yeah, and my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because I live my life like I live my dreams, like an 80s rock video
0: hmm you sure do jim and yeah. we'll get right into that uh this week we're discussing episode eight of season two of cobra kai called glory of love uh directed by jennifer colada story by josh yield john herwitz hayden Schlossberg, uh story and teleplay by joe pirelli i sh- i'm sorry for these pronunciations guys yeah. and lewin thompson um so yeah glory of love it's a Reference to a song from Karate Kid, uh, part two, but I do believe a better title for the episode would have been Computer Dating.
1: Computer Dating, yeah, you know, like what? he says, I like it
0: because he says that, yeah, He's, I like it. It's your idea to try computer <laughs> dating, Jim. Um, yeah. it's, I just love that, right? The way he <laughs> th- thinks about things. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to get right into that dream, wacky dream sequence that starts us off or what are you yes. thinking?
1: Yes, yeah, we have, uh, we, we get right out, uh, right out the gate with um, Johnny going over to Miguel's uh, apartment. And, you know, at first it's like, oh, you know, I'm here for Miguel. I'll go get Miguel. I'm not here for Miguel. They start kissing and then it becomes very apparent this is a dream because, you know, we get into dream world with the lighting. And then, of course, things turn into... Uh, 80s, like it's got you know the kind of the soft lighting and focus and the the costumes and the hair and then they're doing karate and she's pouring beer all over herself and and in Johnny's mouth. uh It's great. It's 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 what you'd expect a Johnny Lawrence dream to be like, you know? Yeah, I'm, gonna, babes, I'm gonna ass fights.
0: <laughs> oh, go ahead. I was gonna say hopefully. The pouring, the cracking a can, of course, and pouring it on herself and pouring it on him. I'm going to put that in the folder of it's a dream. So it's weird and not like this is what he actually wants <laughs> to happen in human, in meat space, in human space, outside of computer dating, in real dating. I hope he doesn't want that exact thing that is happening. Uh, and it's a dream just for my own mental you know, well-being. But yeah, no, it's great because it goes full music video with the lighting and the effects and her dressed up as uh, an 80s person. And then they're both dressed up and they're doing the... Like we were talking about the sex fighting just last week. This is some serious sex fighting going on uh, with the pouring of the beers and the three screens and the the transitions. Uh, Everything is very 80s. And that's just like... This episode is very 80s. I mean, there's, all the episodes are, but like even more so. We get into the the 80s night later, isn't it? Like all these kids also want to do 80s stuff, but it totally tracks because the 80s are they actually are popular. It's not like I think we we like the media, but we don't like you know the outdated uh, sexism and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Basically,
0: is what the new generation is saying.
1: I mean, it's just this. It's the same thing. Like when people lived in the 80s and they loved the 50s. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just how it works these days, I guess. But, yeah, and as you mentioned off mic before we started recording, this is the love episode because it's really about everyone's relationships. Uh, yeah. Between, of course, the the young cast, and then we got Daniel and Amanda, and then we got Johnny and Carmen, or Johnny and the computer dating. Um, so, it, it in a way, it is kind of a filler episode to me uh I, I it's not like i fully dislike it but like towards the end i was thinking like eh, this is kind of filler like it's there's some character beats and some good stuff still but you know I let's get to the karate jesus come on where's the karate
0: here's why it's not filler jim yeah because everything was kind of fine at the end of the last episode right because okay. well not for daniel but i'm you know, for Johnny, he just kicked out crease and getting stuff right back on track. And the last episode was called Lull. But actually this episode is more like karate wise a lull. Like you're saying, there's nothing going on. But all of these interpersonal personal relationships and the glory of love is actually what's gonna cause all-out karate war like crease <laughs> is going to be right and yeah. l- because these tensions are rising and like they're tackling each other at the at the fucking skate rink and f- starting fights in public this is escalating because of people's stupid human emotions they're just not balanced enough and that's why it's not a filler episode but can you ever be balanced when love
1: is uh on the line
0: yes you, can- you could be just- rational and in love uh, balanced is not the same as rational. Fair, uh, you know, you just got to do the breathing thing, and the I don't, I don't know, Jim. I, I th- it's a great question, but it's too big for this episode. We only talk for thirty minutes. Can you write these, so.
1: poetry while you're balanced?
0: uh jim some of the yeah. best poetry is written whilst balanced let me tell you about the samurai now what they respected more than anything was yeah. a man who could collect himself at a moment of warfare say there's two warring uh factions and one of them is forced to flee and his all his men are about to be killed uh murdered to death um, because that's how they did it uh, and the pursuing general shouts a line at the guy and the guy shouts a line that's like poetry it's like mm. oh you're fleeing because of this and the guy shouts something back that is like a response like a rhyming response to his poetry and then the guy doesn't run him down because he's struck by the beauty of what's going on i've been reading a book called bushido about the samurai <laughs> <laughs> this is great i love yeah it. so so the poetry actually the samurai uh they really thought it was central that you should Have no like fear of death as such, but all but but more than that, that you should be able to compose poetry at like. At the most extreme of moments. That was an expression of that. So, this is me making the episode even longer than it needs to be. I have the book over there. Uh, it's for my other podcast uh, called Real History, which you can find at showswhatyouknow.com. We're going to do an episode discussing seven samurai. Um, so, I'm looking into the history and the mindset of the samurai, which, of course, while not exactly karate related, it's still, you know, Japanese mindset. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll look for that on the podcast horizon.
1: That's great. I think I threw
0: that question out there, not expecting an answer, and you had one. So, (laughs) I appreciate it. it. This book is really short, but it's very uh, dense. I've been going through it with a highlighter. So, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. you can can look forward to that. Um, But getting into this episode after the dream sequence, um, we have we actually don't have Johnny waking up. We have Daniel waking up. Um, See, their journeys—they're so parallel. These guys, why can't they just be friends? Yeah, they sleep Um, at the same time yeah <laughs> so daniel's mother is in this one she's moved into the guest room i guess to help out or whatever
1: yeah she's visiting hanging out you know she's there to be an obstacle for robbie and sam for making out and also uh partakes some wisdom uh onto daniel who's on the couch uh was he kind of says oh i'm sick you know don't want to Get Amanda sick or whatever, but you know, clearly, there's he's in the doghouse right now, things are going on, and you know, Daniel's quite a mama's boy, so it is nice that she's there to help him in this time of need,
0: yeah. Um, so we have then, of course, Robbie and Sam making out while everyone else is doing their karate. Uh, Talk about where is the karate. We don't even (laughs) see them doing the training out there. We just see the smooching. And they're talking about how this is the only private time. They're going to guess just talking about drama. And uh, I don't even know what the, they are just talking about timing. I think about like how she wants to tell them, but it's just not the right time. Maybe she's learned something from last time when she wouldn't tell her parents anything and it, it caused some trouble. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, because she's aware that her parents are fighting. Um, So it would be a weird time to be like, hey, you know that kid we took in? Um, uh, I'm making out with him and uh, probably in a relationship and... You know, you already worry about your teenage uh, kids having sex. Um, Never mind if they're kind of living in the same area. So it is a complicated situation. But you get to hear the karate fighting, at least outside. Uh, And then they do. I can't believe Robbie's plan was to just leave the metal on a rock for someone to find. Like, come on, Robbie. You could add a better idea here. Like, that's such a classic. Like, but I looked there a million times. If I could tie it to another show uh Gilmore Girls which is a great show that I it's my I guess I found it's my comfort show to date this a bit we're still you know in the midst of somewhat of a quarantine and all kinds of stuff going on in 2020 and it's a show I just put on all the time and when Jess had Rory's bracelet he put it he just like snuck in her room and like left it in her room and then she's like oh my god I found it It was just in my room but Lorelai she knew that that was ridiculous so someone here should have known that this was ridiculous that they just found it on a rock because they would have found it's been like weeks at this point you would have seen the metal on the rock come on
0: yeah so what do you think johnny is sh- johnny jesus what do you think robbie should have done in this case um i had a thought i just wanted to check in with you what you you're know what
1: thinking. actually i hadn't put much thought into it but i guess what i would say is uh i would be like oh you know i, I caught one of those cobra
0: guys slipping and Got the middle back. Yay Fuck me. them right up. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. No, my thought was just like, he's making... I, I I don't like think it's bad for the show, but just as far as like what one would do in a situation like this, he's just making it harder on himself because if this ever comes out, it's going to be so clear yes. that he's just totally lied and did a whole scheme about it where he could say, um, you know, if he, if he said, someone put this through the mailbox. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then that wouldn't call, that would be fine and even if it came out later like miguel went to the house and talked to him and everything if miguel said that he'd be like yeah you know what he did do that but uh i didn't want to talk to him and um uh, he just gave me the thing and left and yeah. i'm sorry that i didn't pass on the message yeah. but uh i kind of hate the kid he stole my dad so
1: yeah i think what you're <laughs> yeah. saying
0: yeah what you're you got a better scheme you're a schemer I am a schemer. It's true. Um, so yeah, the medal of honors there. It's stupid. We don't get to see Daniel react to it's being back uh, because he's so caught up in his relationship, but that's probably a good thing because he's been spending way too much time with Miyagi-Do anyway. That's the whole problem. Yeah. Um, we have Johnny waking up from his nice dream, heading outside to see his 80s music video co-star smooching it up with some, some lime sucking Brit. <laughs> uh, yeah right (laughs) yeah what's 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 this what's going on here oh oh governor get get the fuck out of this show (laughs) there's no british people on this show and he's a piece of shit as well and i love that later he's just like america's gone to the dogs like he's a caricature yeah it is uh, it's pretty
1: it's pretty rough that like it would have been a little better if maybe he was around a couple more times before he's immediately found out to be a, a villain you know what i mean because it's already bad enough the way he's like of course like oh yeah what did you think i'm gonna raise her son fucking idiot um but the fact that he was just introduced and then immediately find out he's a villain it's it's a bit but again i guess this kind of goes back to what we mentioned in the previous episode and probably in other episodes i mean this is a 30 minute show so it's like like we're not gonna have all all time to be delving into some of these things so i guess i get the shorthand but it is uh maybe too short of shorthand going on here
0: yeah i i don't even mind uh the speed of it it's more like hello governor like like i said (laughs) his personality is i'm english and a dick which well would have been uh, better if he was french yeah no that probably would have been even worse that's what i mean Uh, But uh, no, but his, this, like, I, I guess you're right. Yeah, you can't really say that, like, that's the problem. But uh, I swear if he just, I, I don't know, it's almost like him being uh, English is supposed to play into... Uh, Johnny's like America first, like <laughs> put a flag on my wall, uh, kind of thinking. Um, but mm. I am overthinking this for sure. Yeah,
1: I think you're overthinking that a little bit. I don't, I, I, I think the way Americans look at that more, especially someone like Johnny, it wouldn't be the America first angle. When we hear the accent, we would think like, oh, he's more sophisticated than I am. I think it's more that they're going for that. Like oh I'm mm. just a, I'm just a karate I'm a kick ass karate dude but I drink beer. This guy has got a British accent. I'm sure he drinks wine and reads books. <laughs> you know I would think it's more that yeah. shorthand rather than like ah this filthy
0: foreigner. You know what I mean? Yeah no that that makes sense. I I guess uh, I'm over complicating what uh, I want to say. Which uh, what I want to say is it's a shit accent and yeah, it's a yeah, shit that's character. True. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, there you go, mate. <laughs> room for one more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's a tough handshake, whatever he says.
1: Like, it's a strong handshake. Ah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So then we got Amanda. She shows up. Daniel's pulling out all the stops. He's got sushi in her office. He finished the reports already. Um, the, the thing that, I mean, I get why, she, obviously, she's just like, okay, well, this is whatever. You, you're not just going to fix it here. But I'm also annoyed that Daniel, where he's like, "So let's have lunch." Like he's going to invite himself as well. Like it's one thing to just do the gesture, uh, but don't immediately be like, "Well, this is not just for you; it's for me as well." Uh, But of course, it doesn't work either way. She has to go over to the other dealership, and she kind of, you know, gives a shout out to the the uh, customers there, like, "Hey, free sushi in there if you want it." So, yeah, they, not going to be that easy. It's in the easy, joint you know? calendar,
0: Jim. That's true.
1: It was in the joint calendar. How did he miss that? My stupid calendar is always reminding me of stuff that I don't care about.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, and also, it's, it's a great first gesture for him to try and fail at, kind of, because I'm sure she loves sushi, like... She, I'm sure she enjoys it a lot, but we know that Danielson son has the special sushi yes. knives, and yeah. he really cares about sushi. And sushi's connected to his fucking Japan uh, karate thing, which is part of the problem. So I don't know. Maybe get some uh, good old Italian food or yeah, something you're right. just to change the topic a bit. That's kind of what I was getting at
1: too, of how the way he's yeah. like, so let's enjoy it because it, it feels more like a thing for him. Than it does for her. Like, cause it yeah, yeah, it's like we know it's food he loves and it ties into his thing. Uh, but yeah, so that doesn't quite work. Um, then I think what we have, yeah, Miguel and Tori, they're uh, at Cobra Kai, you know, chatting. And I think this is where we set up that she's, he wants to come see her at work and they have 80s night going on. So that's kind of setting up what's going to happen later. Yes. I, I like the moment with Hawk. Hawk comes in and, you know, they do have yeah. that thing of like, hey, you know, we are enemies for a day, but we're a Cobra guy for life, and they kind of dap it up. Love to see it. Even though Hawk is, you know, Hawk's been more of a villainous character this way, uh, this season. It's nice to see that they're still... I still like them being friends, and I, I yeah. want them to be friends.
0: For sure, no, yeah, because everything hawk has done has been like his vision of cobra kai what it should be based on what he's learning and miguel disagrees but they're still fucking bros for life i love it (laughs) like that was we're we're enemies for one day like that was the rules of the game remember we're a fucking cobra kai for life never dies i love it
1: (laughs) uh that johnny Um, does take down the picture finally um sets it aside and uh what's happening here?
0: We have Like I was to he, tell them yes, like freeze right. is out of here because they're like, shouldn't we wait yeah. for your sensei, the guy who knows best? <laughs> and he's like, Shut the fuck up. I'm the sensei now, <laughs> I'm the captain now. Um and I think he gives a little speech about how basically expanding on how no mercy doesn't mean no honor or what does he go into here exactly well,
1: he gets into it, yeah the gray areas it's not black and yes. white and in that gray area that's where the johnny lawrence cobra kai resides. but but he does make a big statement here where he says you know where sometimes you do show mercy and that's kind of like mm-hmm. even to me i'm like what <laughs> are you serious How? Do-? and i almost expected a little bit more pushback but i mean i guess they yeah. do still respect and love johnny he is still the sensei but uh, even though I get where he's coming from and I think it's a great f- step for Johnny to do that, I I'm still like aghast and I do want to give a shout out. I love that stingray still wearing his red headband. Like he's still <laughs> holding on to that
0: victory that he, like, it's yes. still like red
1: team for life, dude. Uh, this is great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I agree. It is a confusing message for the kids because it's on the wall, and he's like, it's just written on the wall, white, black on white, but out in the world, there's gray areas. But it's like the whole appeal of Cobra Kai is taking a confusing word A world and putting it into simple terms where you know how to act and what to do. Like, in addition to being great at karate, it's like, no, you have to have balls, is what strike first is. Like, you got to be the one to go up and ask the chick out before anyone else. Like, and you strike hard or you do it properly, no mercy. Now, yeah, so it's confusing. The good thing he does is immediately reconnected to it. You got to use what's up here by headbutting it. Everyone's yes. like, "Ah, yes, <laughs> we are still badass." Thank God. Now we 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 get it. Now he did a little speech, but now we're gonna do headbutts. So it's pretty much the same. Um, but I swear he could have uh, formulated it differently somehow about how like no mercy. Yes, when an enemy is fighting us, but sometimes when we when you've already defeated an enemy, yeah. they're beneath your notice. No mercy or not, they're already gone. Like that, it basically is just like, don't kick someone when they're on the ground. There's no point. Yeah, you've <laughs> like, already <laughs> won.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, you've already won. You're not like, just because you don't kill them <laughs> doesn't mean yeah. like that you're showing mercy. Yeah, absolutely. um But I, one thing I love about this episode is, again, because I've been I'm fiending for it, talking about love stories here. Uh, we get more Johnny and Miguel. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, like, great. Like, classic Cobra Kai. Um, so, and I love that Miguel, again, you know, w- w- we talked about last week of how, like, the father son and sometimes Miguel is the father role in a bit because he is like you know i know crease was your sensei and this is obviously a big deal for you if you need to like he's coming in like hey if you need to talk man uh, i'm here for you best buds uh and then you know uh, johnny makes some cracks about his girlfriend and them playing hide the plantain i guess he's learned what a plantain is now uh which is great more growth for johnny lawrence and this kind of builds into the whole uh app dating stuff uh which kind of becomes a through line with them and with Johnny on his date so all good stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this as well. Um, he offers to help set him up on the app. Uh, being Miguel, I would just expect him to code an app for <laughs> yeah. it because he's always making fucking websites yeah. and merch and stuff. Um, but yeah, they we hear about uh, uh, how his mother found. Her girl, her boyfriend through the app and everything, and just the mention of that is basically what spurs him to go. Oh, maybe I should try this computer dating thing, just because I'm thinking about your mother, and uh, I shouldn't be doing that. So maybe just distract myself with the computer dating. Um, Daniel's son's second grand gesture is like way worse than the first <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah,
1: because
0: it's a, is it, Daniel d- really dumb
1: or like what? I get his... I mean, obviously, you get his mindset because he's like, well, yeah. okay, I could just balance. I'll have both. I'll be at the dealership, but I'll also be handling Miyagi-Do karate. But it's such a stark reminder of how his focus is not on the business or even... Obviously, the business is the second thing at this point. It's more about just his relationship with his wife and his family in general because it's becoming not a priority. So... He's, he's missing that, and he's also just – it's such a weird in-your-face reminder that, yeah, this thing that I'm all about, what if I'm just all about it here? Or uh, it'd be like if he just brought them to the house and they were painting the house and shit like that. Like it, 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 It's not a good idea. And as she says, rightfully so, a Band-Aid on an open head wound uh, really sums yeah. it up.
0: Yeah, and, like, it's not a great look either if you're walking in as a customer. (laughs) And there's (laughs) these very, quite small children. I'd prefer to see someone in a professional, like, uniform give a final buff. Mm -hmm. And it goes, like, a little ting, like a little sparkly ting on the Mm -hmm. car. But no, it's just some children doing, like, waxing techniques. And you're like, huh, okay. At least have them wear their geese so it's on brand with this whole bonsai, (laughs) I'm the karate guy thing, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I think she even (laughs) says, like, oh, child labor. Like, that's great.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: And then we have some of the clips we heard at the start of the show where Miguel and Johnny are hanging out. He got him uh, the smartphone, which plays another punchline during the montage. Uh, It is a Sony Ericsson. I mean, Sony does own Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. So it's weird because the phone is kind of – I think some people would take that as the joke that he has an Ericsson instead of, like, an iPhone. But I think to them, they're like, well, no, we're Sony. Uh, Ericsson phones are great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Ericsson, Swedish company. Is it? I don't know. I I feel like it is. It might be. Uh, Uh,
1: Let's look it up. But but yeah, they're setting up the app and, you know, he's going all over the stuff he loves. Uh, I do love the thing that his strat is bump, you know, not hard, but pretty hard just bump into a girl. It's so on brand with Johnny and I guess you know, it ties right into his previous story of what when they're in the theater um like throwing popcorn at at uh Allie or whatever. You got to be like yeah, aggressive and neg a girl to get her to like you. Um so, good stuff. It sets up a fun montage. Well, cuz now not only does Johnny have a smartphone where he's trying to deal with that, but uh, we also get a cool dating montage. Oh, and yeah, going back to the smartphone because he's immediately enamored with it. Like he's becoming Next. one of us. Because no, no, it's
0: great to see because it's like seeing uh, the like uh, a caveman interact with modern technology and start going like oh, oh, swiping left and right on girls. I yes, I would bunk them over the head and drag them back to my cave.
1: And then maybe, and Ericsson, Ericsson is a Swedish company.
0: Oh, nice. Ericsson is the actual yeah. name, so there you go.
1: And we get the setup for the jacket because Miguel's like, hey, can I borrow yeah. this jacket? And he's I mean, I guess maybe if Johnny wasn't enamored with his smartphone, he'd be like, uh, no way, are you serious? Uh, but no, he lets him borrow it. And
0: then, Well, we, he, prob- he probably should, given that the actor, William Zapka himself, uh holds on to yes. that jacket to this day yes yeah, so <laughs> daniel Daniel's son uh ralph uh, uh he got the car <laughs> yeah if you uh, i mean i'm
1: sure he's brought it out in other moments but we we were hanging out at the galaxy con online um cobra kai uh slash karate kid panel they had and they were talking about stuff they have and zapka did walk off camera for a moment and he came back and he had the jacket on he's like oh it still fits look great on him it was the actual jacket <laughs> yeah. it's such a cool moment
0: <laughs> it was great um and so yeah like you said we have the dating montage about knowing how to handle kids and he says the right thing oh i with kids we know exactly how to handle them just give him a headbutt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well before that um, we have a quick scene of once again sam and robbie making out they're making out in the fridge
0: it's gross um, <laughs> And <laughs> they're I don't really even... making out like teenagers like you don't want to see like I don't know maybe it's the wide shots it's the opposite of the dream sequence where we're in their heads I feel like that with both of their making out scene it's like we're walking in on them and yeah. I think even if you're on board with the ship you're not like oh yeah fuck yeah you're just like <laughs> there's no music there's just some smacking like blah, blah 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 so it's and they're just standing in the fridge it's kind of gross um well it's weird so yeah.
1: it's weird because that's basically what makes them realize like Oh, I guess we should get out of the house. Like, I guess that's what sets up their date, because yeah. they get interrupted. Um, we didn't think of that before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't think we could go other places. Uh, but yeah, as you were saying, we had the date montage, and you know, we get the lady with the smartwatch. She's like, "Oh, you check your email on a watch? You know, I check. I also check email on my smartphone." Uh, yeah. And yeah, wait, what is the joke? Is there a joke there when he's talking about working with kids? Oh, the joke. Because you'd almost think they're going to go with like the he comes off as a creeper joke, but it's just about uh, what he like kicked a guy or beat one of them up or something like that.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it would go for that. He's he's way more likely to be violent to a child. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that's what he references. And then there's this uh, other woman talking about, you know. She sounds more like my type talking about runaway capitalism and climate yes. change denial and the patriarchy. And he's like, Oh yeah, I hate the Patriots too. Anyway, <laughs> let's go, uh, in my car and I'll teach you how to drive a stick shift. If You know what <laughs> I mean? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs>
1: uh, and then, and then we, we see the TV, the, the TV mounting bitchy lady. Again,
0: we have a call yes, back to the pilot. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Cause it's like, um, I don't know this, this, See, this feels more uh, likely than him um, bumping into English guy in the same bar. Because this feels likely in that it would just happen... Because they're both dicks and they're both like uh into the same sorts of nonsense and she wears a tacky leopard print dress that he would probably love, you know? Yes. So if they weren't uh, if they hadn't had that altercation, they'd probably get along great because she is a bitch. <laughs> and no offense. Sorry, I'm part of the patriarchy. Well, she's bitchy. I'm sorry. You could say she's bitchy. And I mean Yeah, but I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm part of the patriarchy and I'm a simp, so I'm sorry.
1: Uh and this is nitpicky, but like they're they're portraying um uh, app dating as like speed dating for some reason, because I don't think this is how this would work. I mean, I guess technically, I mean, maybe that's how Johnny would do it. He would set up multiple dates, like, cause it's kind of hinted that this is one night. And he's just... No, me- he's
0: we- he is wearing different clothes. Oh, he is? I see is? why you'd think that. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. But it's like the same bar, I think. Obviously, same set, quicker. But they, they haven't changed shirts, so this is supposed to be a series oh, of dates. Oh, you know
1: what? You are correct. Yeah, I, I just skimmed it back up. But it's just weird yeah. because if that... I guess if, if it's multiple days in a row... Because then I'm like going back to the other storylines, and I'm like, wait a minute. So it's been a week since... since pretty were- sure they
0: say, like, oh, the 80s night on Thursday or whatever. Right. So I... Doesn't make sense i'm
1: glad you're here because yeah you're you're destroying my nitpicks and that's that's yeah. i'm i'm actually very appreciative of that but anyway so back to daniel uh destroying your nitpicks <laughs>
0: with facts and logic
1: <laughs> he has scrapbooks and all i'm thinking is like why don't i have a scrapbook this is awesome <laughs> uh, i love what he's doing here i mean i went to japan i wish i kept like the ticket made a scrapbook out of it but i didn't
0: I keep like everything I don't throw I I keep scraps but I'm always hesitant to put them in a scrapbook because the way I would do it would like use up the thing but I like to use them for little Memory videos and shit. Like, well, uh, I guess
1: the thing is, I do have random stuff like that. I probably do have a ticket, and I probably I have like some currency and stuff like that. But then I just yeah. leave it in a pile somewhere, and then oh, oh yeah, no, could... I do the same.
0: But Jim, it's never too late to start scrapbooking. This is this, true. Is, uh, this is the topic of my other <laughs> podcast, uh, Scrap Now, Scrap Harder. <laughs> yeah. uh, the tagline yeah. of which is, "It's never too late to start scrapbooking." Um, I think it's a pretty boring scrapbook because it's just a white background. There's a lot of techniques you could be applying. Here, uh, but I also think it helps to draw the eye to the important bits. Uh, I don't know, he looks like a dope just sitting there, like stroking the pages, but I guess that's how everyone looks when they're reminiscing. <laughs> well, it is. I mean,
1: they bring up because he brings up digitizing it, but I think the reason why that my first thought is I wish I had that is because. Yeah, it is great that we can, we have like, we could do, you know, uh, like a montage, you can edit something in Premiere or whatever, or even like your phone can make a thing automatically. But there's something, at least I'm missing of having something where you could just flip the pages. I don't know. I like it. Uh, But when then uh, Lucille comes in, his mom, and this is where I, I appreciate that they have great writers and showrunners on this show. Like, I mean, we name them every episode because they're involved in all the stories, which is awesome. But when there are opportunities like this where they ha- they have to fill in gaps that are not yeah. in movies, but I trust them a lot. And I like what they do here with what's the story about the fair. And it's kind of like hinted that it's almost like he took them there because he knew he was going to have to give them this bad news about... How uh he was sick. I uh, well, I'm talking about Daniel's dad. Um it was almost like he brought him there because it was kind of like this one last like before the yeah. bad news, good memory. And it's uh it's it's smart. It's it's smartly done, it's well written. So that's the kind of the stuff where if this was just an okay show and it had like people working on it that were pretty good, would maybe fumble something like this. But I'm glad like it's a great show. And they put a lot of thought into it. So when you have things that aren't already in the movies, like it feels like it would completely fit and would have been in one of the movies. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like when she's talking about the moment when they're standing in line there. And it's like the small moment that sticks with her. And because we all have nostalgia for the Karate Kid films, but her acting and the writing that's gone into this, it makes that memory just as believable and connects this with everything happening in the movies and everything happening in present day. And it's just... Yeah, it's a great... I agree with everything you say. It's just a great scene and I was, all around. And I was
1: also just thinking, and I, I we kind of touched on this already uh, when we had the return of the other Cobra Kais in that previous episode. It's got to be such a bizarre thing to be an actor. And, you know, I'm sure you know, Ralph Macchio, and I I don't know her name who plays Lucille, I'm sorry, but, you know, they worked on a movie 30 some odd years ago, she did a scene in the second one, or whatever, when she was with her spastic uncle, Uh, but it's got to be so weird then to come back together, you know, 30 years later, and kind of fall into these roles, and like, it's obviously, she's not his mom, but like, she's back in this role as a mother and I don't know as an actor, it's just going to be a weird situation, but also like awesome that like they do have at least these memories to kind of play off of a bit when, you know, he was a kid and she was a lot younger and now they're like, it's not like I doubt they were hanging out all the time in in the space between, but you kind of meet again and then fall back into it. I, I, It's just a, It's such an interesting thing that pops up a lot now because people are mining things for nostalgia, but great opportunities to kind of uh, really play off of some of the real history there.
0: Yeah, and it's maybe not like, you know, Harry Potter where you make eight films and you're literally growing up on set, but it's still so clearly formative for like a young actor's career or like something that people look back on fondly, even if it's not maybe the biggest thing you've ever done, if you're in it as an adult, but like, that's what you hear from all the actors on Cobra Kai. When you look at any behind the scenes stuff that everyone's just so, grateful to step back into it and that they like that magic they feel that as well i've i've seen you know some interviews and and stuff where they talk about like filming the first scenes together and it's like oh we like when we did the first scene that's like we knew it was gonna work because (laughs) it's like there's something there there's like something just from the distance of it, and our own nostalgia, and like the fact that he did keep the car and he did keep the jacket and all of this stuff, you know, um, so I, I totally agree there yeah just um, because we're going long, I'm gonna speed through a little bit. We have uh, Johnny at the bar, he's struck out with all these girls, and he starts tec- texting Allie. huh yes. we haven't seen the Facebook he's on the Facebook now because he has the phone and writes a message. To be fair, he types quite fast. I would expect him <laughs> to type with one finger, um, but well done. And he signs it Johnny, which is cute. Uh, of course he does. Um, and yeah, he decides not to send it, but then a girl bumps into him kind of hard. Yep. Intentional, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. She's doing the thing. Yeah, she's, she, it's she's perfect. She's almost. Like it's kind
1: of, uh, she's, she's perfect. She's, yeah. she's, uh, the, the, the soulmate almost, but I guess that's how much more, uh, Carmen is actually his soulmate or maybe Allie who knows, or this girl will come back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> so what's the <many> girls. In- <laughs> hey, it's been a long time. I just signed up on the Facebook. It's an app on my smartphone. <laughs>
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe we connect one of these days, Johnny. Uh, yeah, it's a, it is a great message. I mean, any any girl would be lucky to get that message
0: thirty years later from an ex boyfriend, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Especially one that was so kind and just understanding the whole way through their relationship, but definitely didn't harass her loads and kiss her without her consent and and <laughs> try to kill her boyfriend and everything. Um, yeah, so he, the message is accidentally sent. I think it's uh, just a situation of his. His mind is preoccupied. He his mind is on Carmen, so so he can't get into this. Even though it's a perfect thing, like that's basically she is like you said, perfect, and she's written that way for him to have to give up in order to go. You know, yeah. deal with Carmen. And the issue there, but like, I guess it's also like he's handed something on a platter here because the guy's a piece of shit. And according to his own philosophy, he's doing the right thing anyway. And it just happens to totally benefit him, too. So I don't feel like it's that difficult of a choice for him. It's all it's probably harder for him to live through to see. It would have been harder for him to see like, ah, she's dating a good guy who is actually nice to me. And I want to be a dick to him, but he's really nice to her and to Miguel. And like that would actually be challenging. Yeah. So this is kind of easy for him. He goes uh fucks him up in an alley, uh, the guy's a piece of shit, and he says he'll he'll ghost her. And so when he get, comes back to uh comes back home, he has ghosted her already, and um he asks uh her out.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like I mean, that's where we end. I mean Johnny he asks her out, he i guess he's not really he's not quite striking first but almost but yeah he's 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 striking hard for sure
0: oh Uh, he's striking hard no i I like it as well i like her because she is definitely like what are you asking me out like a dare like definitely not expecting him to say yes even if he would want to and he's he's doing the cobra guy thing here he's like what if i am maybe i am toots (laughs) let's get in my car and drive a stick shift (laughs) wink wink
1: (laughs) Uh, and then, yeah, in the midst of that, we do ha- have 80s night. Now, I don't know Pretty in Pink at all, so I don't get their costumes. I do know that Tori is desperately seeking Susan. I know I know that movie a bit more than Pretty in Pink because they're making comments when Sam and Robbie first come in where, you know, hey, with the hair, I have to be Spader. But I had to look it up to see what they were from. Like, I guess turned in my 80s card because I don't know the movie that well
0: yeah Um, me too i think it's iron eagle iron eagle 2 and pretty in pink those are the movies we have to watch and review on this podcast feed when we finish season two and are waiting for season three because i was also like where's the back to the future where's the two (laughs) things everyone talks about hey
1: very true yeah uh and i mean what i love about the sequences here is that again miguel is being a good dude uh miguel stays winning and stays being a good person because yeah uh, even when he's, like, you know, um, talking to Sam, like, he's not being a jerk, or he's not even doing the... Like, the Tory's doing the thing of, like, I'm going to make out with him hard, and, like, I'm going to show yeah. her. And Sam's being, like, a piece of shit because she still really doesn't like Tori, kind of, almost for no reason still. I mean, I guess she did fall into that table, but that was, like, uh, mostly her fault
0: because she was just Yeah, immediately... again, I'm I'm pretty sure Sam is like, you don't know her, where it's, like... You're the one who irrationally <laughs> accused yeah. her of, of being a thief. Well, she stole the vodka, but come on, it's fucking different. Learn the difference, Sam, from your privilege. Yeah. Uh, not everyone can afford vodka or whatever they stole. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's a difference, okay? You can steal What's... from a bar. It's different. Stealing from an establishment is different than stealing from a person. One benefits the 99%, one benefits the 1%. <laughs> Sam, you don't know the difference. Educate yourself. Yeah,
1: exactly. Wake up. What's great is that uh, Miguel cosplays as Johnny Lawrence from the Karate Kid but you have, to, <laughs> <laughs> you have to assume that the movie Karate Kid does not exist in their universe since they are real people uh, but it is great that he basically is dressed up as the Johnny Lawrence character <laughs> I don't know Yes,
0: some does Johnny ever wear those striped su- sunglasses plastic sunglasses yeah or that's like, the,
1: the only thing that's a little different but he immediately takes them off because he like all yeah. this completely clashes with my cosplay right now um but yeah, so it's mostly so you know true. Sam, uh, yeah Sam and Tori are kind of sniping back and forth at each other. Uh, what she bumps into Sam, and then Sam like trips her, <laughs> like kind of like really takes it to the next level, right? But she's also like carrying food and shit, so she gets kicked out.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bumping into people yeah. in this, um, and in this episode. Tori does it. She's being uh, real. She's, she's she's not being nice about it. But, like, yeah, Sam escalates. She does not go the Miyagi-Do way uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like she's been skipping out on her lessons to fucking make out all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but then Daniel's not been around either. He's just been getting the kids to wax cars anyway. Back to basics. Um, so, yeah, no, Sam really... Like, the interesting thing is, like you said, Miguel is kind of okay with the whole thing. He's just like, oh, yeah, dig the costumes. And he doesn't seem super bothered about it. Yeah. Um, and, like, when they he talks to her uh, at the sort of skate, like, they're getting new roller skates or whatever, um, he's like, well, I should be mad, but I'm, like, I'm fine, you know, because you said you weren't, nothing was going on with Robbie, but now you're on a date. And it's not a date, but he's heard that before, so. But I feel like he's, he's moved on with Tori, and he's done it, Um, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like we spent more time on uh, Sam and Robbie, but their relationship still doesn't feel as genuine as the thing going on with Miguel and Tori, even though that's sort of a fledgling relationship. This is kind of their, first date almost yeah. but it still feels like he's moved on more probably because he was basically already mourning their relationship before it was over remember him being all mopey just after he saw Robbie at their house and he was like oh, oh. so he was kind of going through that phase then whereas she never really uh got a chance to get over it before now so it's a bit of a shock seeing him with someone else but he's already been tortured about it for a while so he's he's actually moved on it seems
1: and it's kind of that trope of like you know, they're not gonna, like, all you do is you just want them to give you a chance, and you want them to take you back, but that moment's not gonna happen until you've moved on and and don't care anymore, so. uh, But yeah, I mean, he tries to clear the air, and it doesn't quite work. I mean, I guess, to be fair, going back to the Tori and Sam thing, Tori does bump into her and basically knock her down, Uh, but it is that classic thing of when the when you respond like that's the one everyone notices so she looks like the villain but it is more it is more exaggerated and i almost expected tori to be covered in ketchup or something when she <laughs> fell to, yeah. to have yet another uh exaggerated food incident Um uh, but yeah she looks like a maniac even miguel's like what the hell are you doing like what's going on uh they get kicked yeah. out
0: <laughs> i mean yeah i think even even robbie's like uh okay i mean i'm siding with you because like you know want to get my dick wet but i i (laughs) sorry you're you're heavy patriarchy
1: this episode
0: yeah i know i am i'm sorry but like it is like a real uh heavy hit and the security guy's there and tells them to get out understandably like they're like but she started it's like yeah, but like, yeah, <laughs> you assault. Don't try to carry on your way out of this. Yeah, um, it's not gonna work. You just attacked her. Everyone saw you. Um, she, uh, Tori's been listening to Chris a little bit too much because you know how Chris always does a thing, and then he does an evil smile. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she falls over. And then she kind of has to have this scene where this little shot where she's like, yeah, I, I'm i glad you attacked me and concussed me. <laughs> yeah, because th- she's like, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very
1: crease. It's such a like, this was all part of the plan. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, so, yeah, you know, things are heating up. But I guess you're right. You know, I was calling it filler, but these are tensions are building here. Yeah. Uh, and in the midst of that we have the, the the nice use of the picture into the flashback which then cuts back to present day where Daniel's like re reinventing that moment and now they got yeah. the champagne and I guess what I was going to say before is you know this is a perfect opportunity to use the song glory of love but I guess that's going back to uh, Miguel being uh, Johnny Lawrence's cosplay. I guess maybe the song Glory of Love doesn't exist because it's, it's it's a diegetic song. It's not a song playing over the scene. It's something they're listening to. So I guess it'd be hard to explain away why they're listening to the song Glory of Love. So I will take my criticism back that I was initially going to throw on this uh, moment. It makes sense why they would not be listening to the song Glory of Love when he turns the radio on.
0: Okay, and I've forgotten that a song existed until right before this episode, and I was like, this is a weird name for an episode, and you were like, it's the song. So this is a song they wrote for the second film? Am I right? Or, like, well, why would... Or does it exist in Karate Universe? It's Peter has
1: said Tara says that he originally wrote it for Rocky Four, but they passed yeah. and it was used as the... It is technically the theme of Karate Kid Part 2, so it okay. does exist solely for the movie. So, I guess it would be bizarre if they were listening to the song from the movie.
0: Well, everyone knows that uh, Karate Kid is just rocky with <laughs> kids anyway, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, like we've, we've sort of been skipping around, but it ends with Johnny asking out uh, Carmen. Is that her name? Am I mixing this up? Yes, yeah, Carmen. Carmen. Yep. Yeah. I always get really hesitant about anyone who isn't Johnny or Daniel. So, well, am sorry. About that, before guys. we get
1: back to that, do you think. Does this make sense that this gesture is finally the one that works? Like, are yeah, things I, are, like are is it? It's not all as well now with Daniel and Amanda, but at least they're on a path. Or is it all as well? Like, all is forgiven.
0: He's got to put his money where his mouth is. Danielson is a smooth ass talker, as we've yeah. seen throughout the franchise. Uh, and basically, what he's done here is package his message so well that it it, it gets him like. Basically, they yeah, he he gets laid in a car, as far as I can read this, which is great for him and great for her. They're on a path, but I would not say that everything's fixed. He can't just, in the next episode, zoom off to the dojo and just say, fuck it. Because as as is expressed, it's not all about him going and doing karate. It's about him losing sight of them being a team and doing things together and not just fucking off doing his own thing that is totally unrelated to her. Yeah. Uh, mapping out their future as he says and talks about how you know smith's it's not just cobra kai coming back it's missing mr miyagi which sounds like the name of a great film uh documentary maybe about karate kid um but and, and as she says i know and i i know i like i just really like her and her uh I think a lot of people, maybe some people don't, but I really like her and, like, she definitely understands why this is happening, but it's gotten to a point where it's unacceptable yeah. and this is kind of the... Daniel often gets this way as he needs a bit of a shake up to see that he's not on the right path. Like, when he cut down the fucking bonsai tree and was like, we're gonna sell this shit? This makes no sense? I'm gonna go join CobraCon? Like, I know I was a kid at the time, but like, it just... um he just needs to be shaken up a bit to realign his priorities because he gets caught up with stuff, and uh, Mister Miyagi's not there to balance him out. He's got to do it himself, and Amanda helps. I agree.
1: Now, I like her character a lot, um, and I think it makes sense. And it's not she's a voice of reason, but not in a like cliche. Like usually in a like a sitcom or a show, it's like a cliche naggy voice of reason like ah, come on guys stop having fun like i don't think it it doesn't come off that way it just comes off as more rational and it's played up in the fun way of like y- y- you're you're making this karate you're you keep trying to put us in a karate show and i don't want to live in a karate show <laughs> and yes. uh, i like it and then <laughs> well, yeah as it, we were getting into before then it ends on you know um johnny asking carmen out and you know good for him johnny's uh he's on a good path so that means things are probably gonna go bad soon unfortunately because uh, absolutely two episodes (laughs) left
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh on that note you can find all of our other coverage of other television shows for when the season ends and you need something else to watch we've discussed every episode of the sopranos maybe you haven't watched it maybe now is the perfect time to watch it or maybe it's time for a rewatch with your favorite television watching pals uh, jim and jacob um you can find that at cut to black a cobra Kai. oh i fucked that up cut <laughs> yeah. to black frano sit down yes <laughs> mash up yes. um yeah and it's all available at shows um beyond that jim anything else well there's one more thing to get off our chests oh what's that
1: strike first strike hard
0: no, no mercy, mercy.